Welcome back to Mediums in Action with me, Martin Lake Wilson, and my good friend and expert medium and psychic artist, Ian Doherty. Hello, Martin. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for the intro. Um, it's, it's lovely doing these uh, podcasts with you, Martin. You know, very, very valued friend. And uh, I, uh, learn a, uh, I learn a great deal from you. You know, you challenge me, you challenge my mind uh, to go researching. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it is good. But it's what the podcast wants, isn't it? It's, it's looking at things from a clearer point of view or looking at double, you know, both, both sides of the coin, so to speak, isn't it? What's great is we we can um, uh, chew the fat, I suppose people say, or shooting the breeze. Yeah. We we can talk about things, and um, and rather than either of our ego kind of cutting in and saying no, 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 that's nonsense. We we actually discuss things, which yeah. um, which you know sometimes in our podcast we've done we've done that where we start talking about a particular thing, or, and and at the moment I think you're researching you're re- researching airports on the back of yes. our live event that we did and um uh, our live uh, facebook event uh, which again was great thank you everybody who took part um Indeed. we do these every month on our facebook page you know, people ask us questions we, we we give readings and we also do uh, little exercises as well and have a discussion so uh, please join us on facebook yeah we was talking about apports how how things could be moved by the paranormal from one place to another and uh, i think i think it's only a matter of time before we do another podcast on that i think yeah no i think i think it'd be a good one i was thinking the same martin yeah we'll have to do it especially since it kind of goes into the realm of uh, quantum physics and everything like that doesn't it yeah so. yeah no um was it electrons and fermions you know that was it yeah 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 it's interesting stuff so so today ian I, I thought it would be really good to talk to you about your work as a psychic artist and, and in particular to do with your uh, your oracle cards. Now, um, for anybody who's listening and hasn't listened to all of our podcast episodes, don't worry, we won't hold it against you. Um, but <laughs> what I would say is, is Ian is uh, obviously a clairvoyant medium, but also as well is uh, he's a psychic artist. Do you want to tell us what is a psychic artist? It'd be good for you to kind of give us a really good explanation of yeah, what a, a psychic artist is yeah, compared a, to a standard artist. Yeah. Well, firstly, yeah, uh, uh, the psychic artist, as the name puts over there, psychic, it's influenced from the uh, spirit side. You know, um, I have a uh, I have a gentleman who works with me who was in uh, uh, who is in himself a uh, spirit guide, uh, and I fondly call him Charcoal Man because whenever we first started, it was charcoal with everything. You know, coloured pencil with charcoal, um, just normal pencil with charcoal, um, soft pastels with charcoal. You know, so I called him Charcoal Man. With these paintings, I don't have any sight, you know, as what I'm going to be drawing. You know, I don't copy a photograph or paint there. I don't have, I don't go out and sort of take photographs of a scene and then try to repaint it or this. I just go to my, uh, you know, I, I get that feeling I'm going to be doing a, a painting, and that's part of it. You know, my uh, guy talking to me, come on, we're going next door. So I, uh, and I say next next door, I converted my garage into my art studio, and I uh, go there, I put my uh, canvas paper up, and then. I I just start painting and then you know it and part of the psychic artist damn well quick you know uh, I can I can paint or rather I have painted a 100 by 150 centimeter canvas in about 50 minutes start to start to a finish so it is quick 
um, it's having the feelings linked over with the spirit side of life. So you're almost in an altered state, not in a meditative state. Your eyes, your your eyes are open, but you're going with the your flow. It's what feels right, you know. And there's parts of the picture I'll think, oh, I've I've missed some out. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. And then suddenly something just gets drawn, you know, a tree, a tower, whatever. And I think, oh, it's done. And the feelings that you get from it, you know, and the psychic impressions, they change as you are painting. It just changes. You know, you get the depth, you get certain things happen. You add something in and then the feeling changes totally, you know, and then you then, you know, you've done it. But at times I'm being uh, I get told, particularly in the earlier days when I was doing more pastels. It was very much a case of, oh, it's a red sky and that's it, you know. And since I moved for oils, which I love doing oils, um, you just it just goes. You just put it on and it's poof, you know. There's sometimes my guide, he sort of he sort of laughs at me. He says in the bin. So it gets ripped up. It puts it puts in the bin whether I like it or not. And at times I'm thinking, oh, I don't I don't like this. And it said, don't you dare throw that away. And then a couple of changes happen and I'm in love with the, your painting. So you don't see what it is you're painting. You know, also you see your brush and you see the canvas and the colour, but you don't know what it is you're painting. And it's when it finishes, I'm thinking, wow, I didn't think I was going to be doing that. So that is what it is rather than the, rather than the artist doing a person sat in front of them or sitting out on the field and just painting what they uh, what they see so it's psychic impressions from the from the spirit side of life and also as well is which is very different about your your art or, or my experience of, of psychic art is uh, when usually when somebody says i'm a psychic artist you imagine that they're drawing portraits of spirits yes. yeah um where your paintings are uh, sometimes they're landscapes, sometimes they are uh, an arrangement of symbology. So it could be quite landscapey, but there could be there's also symbology in there. And and often I've seen where you've drawn sort of fences or you've drawn things that have greater symbolization. So I think you said to me once that a fence met possibly meant or, or pathways, meaning that there's an onward journey or that the, the symbology in your pictures yeah um that give a greater reading or greater meaning to what those pictures are the, the symbology that's put in there is obviously from spirit and and then do you have to write the interpretation or is that guided by spirit as well uh, that is guided um spirit side you know where i've uh, done a, a lot of demos where i've done the paintings beforehand turned up and given them to the uh, to the people who spirit is saying with that person with this painting and that person with that one uh and the symbology comes just clear you know it's very very it's it's like the psychic art itself it's very very quick very very to the point bang 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 it can be very very moving uh very very deep you know because where it comes with my style of artwork it's sort of a would you call it derivative from an autograph you know which is a sort of uh, uh, representation of a person's life you know from uh, years ago to where they are now or it could be a snippet of the past two months the past three years so it's it sort of puts in their life pathway so you can therefore working with your spirit guide sort of say well if you carry on doing this you're going to block people out totally 
if you think, well, I don't want to be blocking people out, then they are, maybe you might think about letting people back in. So it gives an insight of what they could do, not necessarily what saying to you that you must, but it highlights things that they may not know that they or may not realise that they're doing because they've been doing it for so long. It becomes almost like a habit, doesn't it? You just don't realise it's taking place. Uh, symbology, and I, and I do a lot of landscapes, a lot of seascapes, mountains, you know, I do uh, buildings and bridges and stuff, but they all have a rep person at that time. And I found the more that I've been doing this, the way that the painting's been done, it could be at times very 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 detailed precise you know and that reflects a person's personality uh, not in an OCD but they're very particular you know they've got to do this got to do that I do it this way and yet at, at other times I'm thinking oh my god that picture is gopping I really hate it it's disgusting and yet to me you know as being a uh, artist you know I'd like to get things right. I like the picture to look nice. And at times it's done as if a seven-year-old's done it. When I go to the person who it's, who it's for, they are very childlike. They have that, that inner child is out there. They don't have the the regimentation of the mind they just do things and make them happy so it's a reflection of this of the style particularly the colors of the the whole frame of the artwork represents that person's sort of character if you were if you wish so it's a, it's just an added thing uh putting in putting into the person but if you think about it if the picture the painting is representative of a person's life way then it should have their personality in it you know it just wouldn't make sense otherwise I mean, you, you must have done hundreds, if not, well, well over a thousand yeah. pic pictures. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I used to be an uh, analyst in the Air Force. Every single piece of artwork that I've done, maybe minus, maybe five, uh, I have got a digital photograph, a fax copy, or the actual original. And I worked out, I've done a lot of coloured paintings, uh, sort of coloured drawings, you know, with just pencil and then a bit of coloured pencil, then over towards the deeper chalk pastel and then to oils. You're looking, I think, on the pastels, I've done about 972. The oils is 738, I believe, and then it's about 225 pencil drawings. Wow. You know. Wow. But that, that is over a long period of time, mind. But I've got a copy of everything. I just like to see the way that it's, I think in myself, when I first started, at the time of drawing it, I thought, wow, it's beautiful. You know, I was in I was in Bosnia at the time, you know, in the uh, in the uh, forces. And I was just doodling on it. Well, say doodling. I was drawing what I was seeing and feeling. You know, I was doing buildings with barb, with barbed wire and all that type of thing. You know, very, very deep. And, it, you know, it's sort of very soulful. And, and at the time, I thought, wow, that's bloody impressive. And I look back now and I'm thinking to myself, um, was I really that poor? You know, looking at it in a in an egotistical way, I dare say, you're thinking, wow, was I was I that poor a drawing then to where I am now? But it was it was the right time for me. You know, it meant things and it got me on that pathway. Exactly. The, the thing is, it's I think one thing about an artist, and, and I mean this in every sort of aspect of an yeah. artist, so whether you're a writer or an actor or, or anything like that, you're on a path. And and no doubt, I'm sure that there's many of an actor who looks back at his or hers first performances and thinks, oh, my God, and, and, yeah. spot, and just spots slight nuances. But no doubt everybody like that including yourself you're just being overcritical to be honest you know there's yeah. no doubt there is that, that there is that essence there in in your pictures right at the beginning and it's interesting um 
I mean, I, I absolutely love your paintings and, and you, you have some absolutely amazing vistas. And, and I've been look, lucky enough to visit your art studio where you have this massive 12 foot, is it? 13 foot? Yeah, um, it's 19 foot long by 19 foot. Yeah, um, it's the whole one side of the uh, of the uh, garage. To be honest, it's the whole it's the whole wall. Everything. It's amazing, absolutely. This amazing mural, and 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 it's almost like a. Please forgive me if I if I get this wrong, but to me it was almost like a scene from uh, almost like a, a Canadian forest. Yeah, uh, um, loads uh, of people have said that, Martin. It looks absolutely astounding, and 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 what I like about your paintings. Ian will say on his Facebook page, and I'll, again, I'll put the link there, but um, on his Aura Arts page, he'll say, oh, I'm doing some paintings this week, uh, weekend, or I'm, I'm going into the studio. So I think, oh, excellent. I can't wait to see what happens. And the reason why, and this is probably the devilment in me, I think, <laughs> is yeah. that I know that Ian's paintings are not just there to be pretty. There's other things in there. So yeah. I'll see a number of his uh, Facebook followers saying, oh, I can't wait, and that sort of thing. And then he'll reveal a skull floating <laughs> <laughs> or two skulls, kind of. And and I know straight away, the, the thing is, and we've talked about this on the podcast, but, um, you know, it's the symbology could actually, you know, especially with the skulls, it's not just about death or, or anything like that. It's, it's actually about, you know, uh, I, I, the recent one you did with the two skulls, you know, kind of a lot of people kind of, didn't quite understand where that was coming yeah. from and yeah. i think it i think the thing is is it's about the message and yeah. the message that ultimately you get from spirit it is po- is positive and and it does run through in your artwork that there is a, always a positive uplift on it you know yeah there's, there's nothing that there's no two skulls and it said um oh, uh, nuclear war is imminent or anything no, <laughs> you know no, no. Um, there is there is one I uh, did with the uh, the two skulls in the top left hand corner of the sky and two angels sitting down round a round a round a campfire and really you're thinking well shouldn't it be the other way around the angels in the sky you know and then the skulls in the uh, in the bottom as in a grave or something but it was a slant on how we think about death you know and really looking back at your life we're spiritual we're physical so uh, you know when when I when I did the write up for it because. I did the painting and people were so, oh, I don't like that. Oh, it's oh, it's awful. Or it doesn't give me a nice feeling. So Spirit come with this write-up, which is, it's one of my new Oracle cards. Um, and I put that on Facebook and the amount of people said, oh my God, we didn't, we didn't realise that. How beautiful, how moving that is, you know. So it is, it's all, as you said, it's all in that message, you know what I mean, rather than just what the art is. That, that's why I, I find your art so intriguing. And as I say, when I when I see your art, it's kind of a natural progression that the art is used in some sort of some form of sort of a divination. Or and five years ago, you did your first set of oracle cards, which just absolutely blew me away. I mean, oh, there's you. two two sides. Not only the art and the book and the messages that that come from the cards, and I use these cards um, every week. Not only that, but also as well is that you you pulled all that together by yourself and and you did a cracking job absolutely you know yeah, thank it, you and it's just amazing and and I remember and that these cards came out and how many did you sell in the end? 
I uh, I did them all in pastels because that 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 was my fluid way of doing things. You know, I got used mm. to it. I enjoyed it. I did a run of one of 100. I wish I'd done more, to be honest, but from giving uh, giving a couple of packs away, you know, to my uh, friends, I do a competition on my page. Uh, you know, I give a pack to family. I kept a pack for myself. The rest sold within about 16 days. It was gone. I wasn't looking to do a second run of that. I, I said to people, this is a unique one-off. There won't be any, there won't be any uh, more. So that was out of a sort of a, a thank you to them. You know, they've got a unique pack that won't be seen anywhere else. And, and mine's for sale on eBay for six million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it, it's it, it, it's absolutely it's a wonderful wonderful pack, and the messages that come through in the interpretation as well are absolutely bang on, and I'm really good. And I'm pleased to say, and and this is another reason why we want to talk as well today, is because Ian is about to launch your new pack five years later, uh, a new pack of Oracle cards. How many cards again is it? Um, this is this is 50 cards this time. Uh, I did 48 with my pastels. This is this is 50, and they're all painted in oils. One of the reasons why it's been so so long was you know getting in the right in that right sort of frame because uh you know frame of mind set because the pastels were to flying you know i really enjoyed it i was doing smaller pieces and i was just loving it i've got i think it's 150 colors of pastels in you know in the pastel sticks i've got pastel pencils and it just flows you know i'd be saying to spirit will you slow down a minute my arm's aching and the picture's mm. done you know um you're talking some are done in eight or eight or nine minutes for and a for pastel drawing done i and then i just found oh i think i'll try oils you know whether it's my idea or or charcoal man's and my first oil painting i've got it up i got it up on my wall i was blown away with it i thought oh my god that's lovely uh and then there was a little bit hit and miss i tried to do wet on wet you know like bob like bob ross just not just not for me but I tried and then it got into a, a stage where I was just painting and painting and painting I was getting it was getting better more detailed and I just loved it but the color hues you know in oils far outstrips the pastels you know there's a uh, there's more of a texture sort of uh, given to them you know and you can do so much more you know and uh, spirit would teach me oh no do it this way do it uh, do it that way and it's just amazing so now i'm really am just doing oils i uh, i've started doing 60 by 40 centimeter ones and they take 30 30 to 35 minutes um, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes less but the details there you know when i find the in the sort of thing i might paint i i might do one painting and i and i and spirit say cover it up so i just cover it up uh, so it's all murky and mucky and they said no that's the background color we want and then i paint over it it gives the effect that they are after and the way that they paint they put the shadows in first and i'm thinking what the hell's going on here and then you know i'm doing say i might do a little bit of a hill a hillside with three strikes going up it i thought what the hell is this next thing you know there's three trees so they're putting the shadows in before they put what's causing the shadows you know what i mean (laughs) it's like you do the background and then build it up and i thought clever you know it's it's good again i think it's this natural progression as much as anything with charcoal man's influence is 
you now were with the pastels, as you say, that there's a real difference between pastel and oil in the sense of vibrancy from the colour. Yeah, definitely. And and obviously, colour is central to to what you do because obviously you're still bubbling away with the colour of disease and and auras, and that's why you uh, you're called aura arts. Um, yeah is because auras have always been central to you. So the colour is central. And now yes, with definitely. oils, you've got this yes. sense of colour. And that, that, that's key to your oracle cards as well. Um, it is. It is. Uh, there's a little bit of realism, you know, like you you don't see a lot of black in a person's aura, but you get it in my uh, pictures. And that's the sense of making it look what it should be. You know what I mean? Because without it, the pictures wouldn't look uh, a mountain, wouldn't look a mountain without having the shadow in there. You know, so but that comes that that comes over into a deeper element going into the psyche more. You know, I, I could talk like this for ages, but it's I don't want to get too deep into this podcast you know i'm i'm planning on doing a, a little workshop which we can put on our page on teachable you know which will go into it a little bit more um but it's sort of putting over where the picture needs to look like it is and then there's a reason for there's a reason again for having that darker you um i always look at the darker use of a color you know like a dark green versus a light green uh, as more deeper aspects emotions in a in a darker color than there is in a in a lighter color so that has a uh, has a definite feeling and can change the whole resonance of of the uh, of the uh, painting of the painting itself so it goes into deeper aspects that people try well, I, I wouldn't say try to hide but they don't tell people you know so mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good eye opener to sort of you know help people and help people to realize or to um be able to voice and think oh my god this is happening to me or i'm doing this you know and then they have that chance then of to think well i keep on doing it because i'm because i'm loving it or i got the chance to change so it has yeah. a big wider aspect on that yeah Let, let's say for argument's sake you, you're asked to put uh, a little bit of red onto on, on, onto your picture yeah what does red mean to you very quickly um depends on the you you know it really it really does because when you're looking at it again the darker to the uh, to the uh, lighter red is very much stress to me it's stress it's never a danger it's just stress it's uh, mm-hmm. it's putting over perhaps a little bit of anger be- De- dependent on where it is in the actual painting but you're looking that the deeper reds can come over to something that's really boiling the uh, blood and it comes over to passion and it can be a it can be a stem over from getting through working through bereavement you know there's a little bit of that there because we all go through an anger you know and that sort of situation and then it sort of comes over the lighter ones are more to do with tiredness you know the uh, lighter reds uh, they're more wishy-washy colors you know like you put ink into water yeah. that is more to do with i'm tired you know you you know mentally or physically depending again where in the painting it is the reason why i ask you that is because obviously you see auras as well yes yes so so you've kind of semi-answered this and i, I kind of think i know what the the answer is going to be but so what you experience when you look at somebody and let's say you see a i don't know like a light pink or um or, or a, a certain hue you know that that person is maybe suffering from stress yeah yeah and the same color also transfers let's say you then did a psychic art painting for them 
it might have those hues in there as well, would it? Yes, yes, very, very, very likely, because the paintings that I do, bear in mind when I was doing demos, uh, I'd be saying to my, I'd say to my guides, oh, we've got a demo on Thursday. Yep, you're doing seven. So I do seven paintings in readiness for that demo, and they're all taken, you know. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's... I'm uh, laughing because I think it's amazing, that spirit, and yeah. it's it's just great. And, and it's like when you, before a ghost hunt, you know you, you know that you'd be giving a reading to two people yeah. not anymore not any less there's two yeah. people there. it is though yeah you'll be you know because i always say when i'm when i go into a ghost hunt was if i have the opportunity to help people please and they and they just say yes and then there'll be a couple of messages in break time you know not taking from anybody else's experiences the one the one thing when i'm seeing people's orders as well you know you touched on it earlier the teachings from william I'm learning to see uh, or to understand the illness that is, you know, illness oblique disease that is coming over in a person's aura. Because like reds of a certain hue of red can be uh, muscle soreness, not so much in a, a fibromyalgia. It's maybe muscle bruising. You know, if you've if you've sort of hit, if you've hit, if you banged your arm, you've got a bruise or stuff like so. And then it can come over to put over to elements of the uh, blood and loads of little things there. So. So uh, I just find it really sort of, oh, my God, I just can't wait to get on with it. I think what we'll do is we'll we'll make this a two-parter podcast because we were going to talk about the cards themselves and what greater symbology is used. But I think this is a good point to kind of stop this podcast now yeah. and uh, and then maybe discuss uh, how, how symbology has a greater influence on your cards as well and yeah, also yeah. and also how that works with other people as well so how you can look for symbology uh, as a psychic medium or how symbology plays into uh, becoming a uh, being a medium and how it plays into when you are reading tarot cards or reading oracle cards yeah. and we'll use your oracle cards as a, as an example okay so join us in part two